Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen, here. And uh, we are in Matthew chapter 20 today, verses 1 through 16. We're going to be talking about a parable today. And to me, it was actually kind of a confusing parable. Uh, I had to research this one a lot. So let's go ahead and see if we can decipher this. So grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, and let's go ahead and start reading this. I will be reading out of the W. E.B. version of the Bible this morning, but you, of course, can read out of whatever version you want to. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man who was the master of a household who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. When he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. He went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went their way. Again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and did likewise. About the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle. He said to them, Why do you stand here all day idle? And they said to him, Because no one's hired us. He said, You also go into the vineyard, and you will receive whatever is right. When the evening had come, the Lord of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning from the last to the first. When those who were hired at about the eleventh hour came, they each received a denarius. When the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise each received a denarius. When they received it, they murmured against the master of the household, saying, These last have spent one hour. And you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he answered one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Didn't you agree with me for a denarius? Take that which is yours and go your way. It is my desire to give to this last just as much as to you. Isn't it lawful for me to do what I want with what I own? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. You might recognize verse 16 as being very similar to the last verse of Matthew chapter 19. It's very similar. It says, so the last will be first and the first will be last. It's a very similar verse. So Jesus is kind of segueing the end of Matthew 19 into this entire chapter. In fact, this entire chapter, Matthew chapter 20, is all about greed and pride. I would I would say that this chapter in general is about pride. And uh, Jesus speaking out against that pride, wanting to make yourself first above other people. So in verse 1, Jesus starts talking about a parable again, and he relates these parables very well to the modern day which Jesus lived in, because a denarius was a day's wage at that time. And during the time when the grapes were ready to be harvested, a vineyard lord would be 
going out and searching for as many workers as he could possibly find because the grapes would start to go bad. And if the rains came, it would be very, very terrible for the grapes. So the Lord of the vineyard would go out and try to find tons and tons of workers. So Jesus was able to relate to these parables very well to his modern day. And so he is talking about this man who was a master of the household. He went out early in the morning, so probably around 6 a.m., so early in the morning, to hire some laborers for his vineyard. And so he finds some laborers, and he agrees to give them a denarius, which was the typical day's wage in Jesus' day. And he sends them out into the vineyard. So later on, he goes back out to the marketplace, and this was about the third hour. So this would have been around 9 a.m. So three hours later, he goes out and finds some more people just standing around in the marketplace. And this was also a very common practice. Day laborers that had no uh, solid job would often go out into the marketplace and stand around with their tools waiting for someone like this lord of the vineyard to go and hire them. So this was a very typical thing that people would do if they didn't have a steady job. So this lord of the vineyard, or I should say the master of the vineyard, He goes out and he finds these people standing around. He says, don't stand around idle. I have a ton of work for you in my vineyard. So go to the vineyard. And he says, I will pay you whatever is right. So he doesn't say he's going to pay them a denarius. He just says, I will pay you whatever is right. And so they go their way. And then again, he goes out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour. So this would have been around noon and three o'clock. And he does the same exact thing. He finds these people waiting around, trying to find a job for the day. And he says, go to my vineyard. I have tons of work for you. I need to get these grapes harvested before the rain comes. This is important work. You can go and I will pay you whatever is right at the end of the day. And so they go and they, they do their work. Now again, once again, at five o'clock, it says the 11th hour, this master goes out and finds some more people standing around the marketplace. And I would have thought at this point, potentially these people would have gone home since it was probably close to evening at this point, And they, maybe they were about to head home and they realized they hadn't got hired for the day when this master comes over and are like, why are you standing around? We, I have work for you. He says to them, why do you stand here all day idle? And so this master is just confused that these, these workers are standing around idle or not doing anything because he has so much work for them. He just wants as many helpers as he can possibly get. These workers say to the master, they're like, well, we don't have any work. No one hired us for today. So the master says, okay, well, you guys also go into the vineyard and you will receive whatever is right for the day. So I can imagine that these people at the end of the day at five o'clock probably thought they weren't going to get very much at the end of the day. But it says when evening had come, so this would have been six o'clock at the end of the day. It says when evening had come, the Lord of the vineyard said to his associate, He says, okay, so call all the people that I hired for today and pay them, but begin with paying the last ones first. And that's kind of an important part of this uh, parable here. He says, pay the last ones first. So the people that had come to the vineyard at five o'clock get paid first, and they actually get paid an entire day's wage, a full denarius for only one hour of work. And then he ends up paying all the ones from 
the last ones that started working all the way to the first ones that started working at six in the morning. So these ones at six in the morning are expecting to get paid more. In fact, it says here in verse 10, when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more and they likewise each received a denarius. So they only received the day's wage. And so they're all upset. They're like, well, we, we worked in the heat and, you know, we worked all day for you and we only got a denarius. So the master answers one of them and he's actually answers him very friendly. And he's like, friend, I'm not doing anything wrong to you is what it says in verse 13. He says, you agreed to work for me for a denarius, didn't you? He's like, so take, take your denarius and go. Don't complain against me because you agreed to that wage. And he's like, it's my money. I can give it to whoever I want to give it to. I wanted to show these people mercy, the ones that had come last to the vineyard. I wanted to show them mercy and give them a full day's wage because they hadn't been working. And he says, isn't it lawful for me to do what I want with what I own? And he says, or are you jealous? Are you jealous because I'm being good to other people? So Jesus concludes this parable by saying, the last will be first and the first will be last for many are called, but few are chosen. But I want you guys to notice something in verse 15. It says, the master says to the people who were complaining against him, he says, are you being jealous because I am being good? And I think that's the entire point of this parable. I think a lot of times we tend to see other people's achievements here on earth and become jealous of them because of what they have. And I'm extremely guilty of this. I used to be on Instagram and I would scroll through and I'd see everybody's beautiful homes and all these things that they're accomplishing and their uh, adorable kids and everything. And I would be jealous. I would say, why don't I have that stuff? Why am I the one, you know, God, like, it's just funny because as I'm reading this now and really processing what this means, I can really understand this parable now in my own life because I was those people who were working for 12 hours a day and becoming upset with God because I didn't get more. I would be like, God, you know, I've been a Christian since I've been six years old. You know, I've done all this for you. I've played the piano for you. I've sung at church for you. I've done this, 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 and this. And I'd like make this big old laundry list of all this stuff I'd done for God. And then I would complain about the blessings that I had in my life. And I'd be like, well, look at so-and-so, you know, she has this, or she's done that with her life, or she's successful. She's making money. She's a self-starter. She's this, she's that. And I would compare myself to this other person. And this is the whole point of this parable, I believe. It's just, I think Jesus is saying, stop comparing yourself to other people. God is loving towards everyone that comes to him. It doesn't matter what walk of life they're in. If they have a genuine heart and they come to him, God is going to be merciful to them. He's going to love them and he's going to give them blessings. So we shouldn't look at other people's lives and say, well, they have more. They have this. They have that. But in actuality, God is extremely fair and it doesn't matter how much, and I'm actually speaking to myself here. It doesn't matter how much I have done for God. It doesn't matter. What matters is God is being merciful towards me. 
God is being extremely merciful towards me because in all actuality, I can't give anything to God at all. I got nothing to give to God. But yet God has still blessed me with so much. I I am so blessed. And so we can't play the comparing game. There was actually a quote I read a while back, and it was based towards females. And it said, her success does not define yours. And that really stuck with me, actually. And uh, I ended up getting off of Instagram (laughs) because I couldn't handle the amount of comparing that I was doing, among other things. There was a lot of reasons I got off Instagram, but that was one of them. You know, I would compare myself to other people, and it was just a wrong thing for me to do. There was, I had no business comparing my blessings to another person's blessings. This is what Jesus is saying here in this parable. You know, we shouldn't be jealous of other people because God does bless us. We can't give anything to God, but he gives us so, so much. Going back to the parable a little bit, some scholars actually believe that um, this parable is talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews being the ones who went out at six in the morning and worked a 12-hour day, receiving a denarius. And then the Gentiles being the ones who worked later on in the day, only worked for an hour or so, and received a full day's wage. I actually found that pretty interesting as well. And it makes a lot of sense because the Jews really believed that they were the first. They were the ones who God loved and God showered blessings on. And if you weren't a Jew then you didn't have God. You did not have anything. And so Jews were at this time in Jesus's day, very, very self-righteous for lack of a better term. And uh, they believed that they were the ones who were going to get into heaven and no one else possibly could. And also they were very um, strict with who they allowed to study the Jewish law and be a Jew themselves. They were very strict with that as well. They didn't believe that Gentiles could be in God's kingdom. So the fact that this parable could be talking about that as well is pretty interesting that, you know, the Gentiles did come later on after Jesus died on the cross. The Gentiles came to salvation and they talk about that a lot in Acts. And so this could also be referring to that. This parable could be referring to the Jews and the Gentiles, where the Gentiles, uh, even though they came later on, they still got the same rewards as the Jews did. And also, there was one other thing I noticed about this when I was researching it. Some other guy commented that this could just mean the people who came to faith later on in their lives which is a pretty simplistic way of looking at this. The people who have been Christians since they've been little kids are going to get the same rewards when they get to heaven as the person who was older and came to faith when they were older. They're going to get all the same rewards because they're all followers of Jesus Christ. So one way or the other, whether this is talking about Jews or Gentiles or how long you've been in the faith or even just jealousy and comparing yourselves to other people. It all applies. It's all about how God gives grace to everyone who comes to faith and he showers blessings on people. He is never unfair, but he does give very generously. So that is kind of the gist of this entire uh, parable here. And we'll kind of segue this into um, the next portion here on Thursday. So join me 
on Thursday at 6 a.m. to talk about the rest of this chapter. We might end up breaking it up a little bit. I don't think we will, though, because it's it's not the longest chapter, but um, we will be talking about the rest of this on Thursday. So join me then at 6 a.m. and join me tomorrow for another episode out of Genesis. We will be still discussing more of Joseph's story in Genesis. And friends, if you haven't gotten the Alive devotionals yet, I definitely recommend it. They're not for everybody. They are definitely for people who enjoy coloring, enjoy sitting down, relaxing with a devotional and some uh, coloring pencils or for parents that have young children so they're definitely for those types of people who enjoy that kind of experience but you can get those on amazon prime and those are the alive coloring devotionals and there is one for adults and there's also one for children's they are meant to go together but they can be done separately so the adult one can be done by just an adult the children's one can be done just by a little kid or they can be done together for a parent child discipleship experience the parent disciples the child with the coloring devotionals they read the devotionals themselves and they teach it to their children so they are discipling their children and these are two books that i actually designed illustrated and authored myself so these were a big deal for me to actually get these done because these are the first books i've ever published and i also self-published them so definitely take a look at those and i will definitely drop a link to those in the bio of this podcast episode but friends thank you so much for tuning in this morning Have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.